Now, many of you would be familiar, or hopefully are familiar, with the Donnelly River in the state's southwest. It's a, it's a beautiful river, a great place that I'm sure uh, many of us have enjoyed uh, visiting or may have even lived in the area. But there are currently uh, plans to, uh, d- uh, to build a 30-metre-high dam on uh, Record Brook where it be uh, pumping water from the Donnelly via weirs and pump stations and flooding uh, roughly 300 hectares of local ecology. A bunch of folks down there aren't so happy with the plans and I'm joined now by one of the individuals who's a part of a, a group to save the Donnelly River, Anton Troy. Thanks very much for joining us this morning, Anton. How you going, mate? How's things? Yeah, not bad, considering uh, considering everything. It's, uh, you know, you have to take the good with the bad. But uh, you, now, imagine um, the, these plans have, have been around for a, a little while and uh, and folks there have uh, specific concerns. But can I start just by asking you, what, what exactly is planned for the Donnelly River and what are some of the potential implications for the local ecology? Well, the, um, you're right in saying that there's a, um, they're planning a dam actually on Record Brook, um, and that's, uh, that's one of the important tributaries to the Donnelly River system. It contributes uh, about three gigalitres a year. Um, and, and you'll hear that word a lot with the SFIS, gigalitre, because people don't really understand what it means. A gigalitre is a billion litres. So um, they're saying that they want to... They've changed the plan. Like three or four times uh, to a weir on a on on the actual Donnelly, which would have about a two-kilometer inundation pool. To then they called it a rock wall, which was only about four meters high, which is basically another soft language for a weir. Uh, and now they're talking about blasting into the rocks themselves and actually submersing these pumps and then pumping up to the Record Brook Dam. The Record Brook Dam is is still going to be thirty meters in the plan, always has been. But they're only talking about withdrawing nine gigalitres from the uh, from the river itself. But again, they're not talking about the three gigalitres that Record Brook would ordinarily contribute. So the total withdrawal from the Donnelly River system is actually 12 gigalitres, or 12.3. They've increased it from, from nine gigalitres to 9.3. So you're looking at 12.3 billion litres not going through the Donnelly River system um, as a result of this plan. Now, of course, that would have uh, a, a huge impact on on the well, the entire sort of local ecology. But I mean, I guess, can you outline what what sort of things are, are people down there uh, mostly concerned about in in terms of what what sort of impact that would have on the the native flora and fauna? Well, I guess there's there's two schools of objection really uh, to this. Uh, one which was initially raised by the farmers in the area. Uh, these guys can be found on the uh, Don't Damn the Donnelly. I guess they're the original protesters. Uh, they've got a page on, on uh, Facebook, and that's how we actually became involved as well. They were out there protesting with signs, and, and uh, you know, their objection is to the entire water trading scheme, which basically is taking this natural resource, which belongs to everybody, uh, and pulling it to a select few people that if you don't buy in, you don't get to trade. Um, and then making that resource a commodity uh, for these individuals to uh, to buy and sell. The end result of which we've seen time and time again, uh, and in, in fact uh, benefits only the larger corporate sort of style farms and not the sustainable smaller individual family uh, operations. Our objection primarily has been with the environment. Um, they've put a number of uh, submissions in and, and, and supporting documentation 
and it, it, it's quite amazing to read. Uh, they they quite clearly say uh, state that um, there are threatened um, species that are in the area, such as the quokka, uh, the western quoll, the numbat, uh, balsas, pygmies, perch, um, that would be significantly affected by these uh, by these plans. But then that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> they don't go and make any sort of alternative plans or, or reparation kind of plans. They just go, yep, they're going to be uh, significantly affected and then move on because there's lots of money to be made. Certainly. Now, this is all, um, as you mentioned, it's a part of this Southern Forest Irrigation Scheme, if that's correct. And uh, there's, as you mentioned there, there's lots of people that are opposing it, I guess, for different reasons. Now, the, the EPA uh, agreed that just recently, fairly recently, there were uh, some amendments to the scheme, including a sort of controversial weir component. And uh, the EPA agreed to uh, amending this proposal and removing uh, some of these weir components. But, but in general, I mean, the EPA has, has given sort of tactile support for for this proposal. Has there been any, I guess, uh, you know, pressure placed on the EPA to review, or has there been any sort of support from either side of politics in, in the region or at the state level in terms of uh, really looking, you know, closer at the potential environmental impacts? Well, the um, the October second was a cutoff date for um, submissions, uh, uh, both for and against to the EPBC um, and there was over a hundred submissions and as, uh, as far as I'm aware there was uh, the, the vast majority of those were actually against um, we, we obviously put a submission in ourselves, um, the EPBC then basically released a one page statement handballing the entire thing to the uh, local EPA now we haven't received a final report from them, I believe that we're awaiting that and I believe uh, Alana McTiernan's uh, office is also awaiting that um, Diane Evers uh, has been very supportive of our cause um, and she's got great concerns as far as the um, the entire plan and the ecological effect of, of what would go ahead. Um, so uh, she was just recently at the Manjimup Cherry Harmony Festival over the weekend uh, and she came down to our store where well, we had a store there as well with information and t-shirts and whatnot. Um, so yeah, there are some people that are uh, definitely uh, more supportive than others, and then there are people that are on the fence. Now, I imagine you have received a lot of uh, local support from the community. You mentioned there you're at the the Majmup, uh Cherry Harvest uh, just the other the other weekend, and you know, yep. uh, looking at your social media, it appears to be a significant amount of support. I mean, uh, uh, local people getting to the point where they're just they're ready to to take more action around this and, and to get involved in the campaign. And, and what what I guess you know feeling is there amongst the community more broadly. Well, we've been running advertising campaigns on Facebook, both in Perth as well as in the Manjimup region. And uh, one of the things that came out of the Cherry Festival store was the number of locals that uh, are against the scheme, both farmers as well as locals themselves. It's really been very, very uh, divisive as far as the community is concerned. Um, the, the, there's very, very little uh, public support uh, in those who are sort of close to the scheme or close to people in the scheme. Uh, definitely have a feeling of um, not being able to express their lack of support for it uh, for those reasons. Um, just to give you an idea, I, th I believe that there's like 11 uh, councillors on the Management Council. Uh, two of them voted um, against the scheme. Four of them were uh, excluded excluded themselves because they were uh, um, 
you know, uh, had interest in it. And then the, the, out of the remaining five, then they actually voted for it. So the five out of the 11 ended up carrying the motion. So, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of things, I guess, that just don't stack up with this, with this whole proposal. But our number one concern for, 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 for all of this, even if everything that they were saying was, was true, the water's just not there. The, 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 the Department of Water, and they, they've, they've done studies that can show the decline from going back as far as the 20s, and the decline is not lineal, it is a curve. They're building a dam in a national hotspot for declining rainfall. The water's just not there. So even if everything else that they were going to say would, would be true, they're going to build a $30 million skate park because there's not, there's not going to be water to go in it. That's certainly, uh, I guess, such an important point, especially considering uh, the implications of climate change. You know, if you just look at Australia now, with half the country on fire and other parts of the country in severe drought, you'd have to be uh, incredibly naive at this point not to consider the the implications of catastrophic climate change, the effects of climate change. I guess that's something that, uh, you know, people within your group uh, are talking about. And, you know, as you're saying there, it's just the fact that there's a really significant decline in, in water in, in the region. I mean, is, is that something that you're, you're getting traction with, that making this this is really an issue, not just because of the, the implications of the dam itself, but just an issue for climate change and something really in this day and age we shouldn't be doing? Well, the trouble is, is that the current, uh, the current administrations uh, are very reluctant uh, to speak about climate change, um, certainly. Uh, as far as the federal is concerned, um, I think the state labour is a little bit more open to that. Uh, and in all fairness, they inherited this plan from the previous government. Um, and so, you know, where, where that's going to go from there, we don't really uh, know. There are appeals uh, if it does get approved, um, and uh, there are appeals if it doesn't get approved. So we're a long way from getting a, any kind of a resolution on this. But what we are finding is that 90% of people that come across the scheme, uh, especially with what's happening over in the Murray-Darling system and the water trading and, and our government's uh, knack for selling water to people that really shouldn't be having it. 90% um, of the people that are that are coming across this, this plan are actually against the plan. So all we're trying to do is tell as many people as possible, make sure that it doesn't go under the radar and um, let the people decide for themselves because it's that kind of pressure that will make these things go away.